millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Squiggly Careers podcast. I am Helen, uh, one of the hosts, but I'm not here with my other host, Sarah. Instead, I'm joined by Rachel Glynn from LinkedIn. Hi. Hello. Nice to be here. Um, let's start with your job and then I'll sure. talk about why why Rachel from LinkedIn is on the Squiggly Quiz podcast this week. Sure. So I have been at LinkedIn for about three years and I was previously in marketing and I am now currently working as a client solutions manager consulting large tech companies on how to best create content for LinkedIn and how to use it for their marketing purposes. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, and the reason that Rachel is here, other than the fact that it's a very interesting job, is because we had a listener request for a bit more information on how to get the best out of LinkedIn in your career. And um, from my perspective, I'm like a big LinkedIn fan. I'm quite a big LinkedIn user, so I post to LinkedIn at least once a day. Great. Not at the weekend. Though <laughs> occasionally if I read something and I'm like, I'll just share it. But I do my daily squiggly career tips, which I share out on LinkedIn. I find it to be a brilliant way of staying in touch with people and connecting with people. So I'm I have found it really, really useful in, in my career. But I thought in response to what our listeners wanted, rather than me just going, here's five ways I use LinkedIn, which may or may not be the best ways to use LinkedIn, we would get somebody who's much, much more expert in how to get the best out of LinkedIn. Fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like you're using LinkedIn in the way that we intend for it to be used by members that join. It's a way for you to build your personal and professional brand with your network, but also with your potential network of mm. people and how you want to be represented from a professional capacity. So in terms of whether or not that's for your own personal business or side project that you've got or whether it's for your career at a larger company. Mm. So, I love the yeah. idea of your potential network. I think yeah. a lot of people just think, oh, it's for the people that I know, but actually using LinkedIn as a way to, I mean, we're going to get onto this, but maybe build your brand so that mm -hmm. it might attract other people who want to follow you or to engage with you. Yeah. It's a really interesting way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well. And it could even be a potential employer. Someone mm. could stumble across your profile and see the way that you've represented yourself and talked about your skills or talked about your interests and reach out to you and maybe want to then pursue recruiting you. So mm -hmm. I think that it's always important to bear that in mind when you're thinking about how you build your personal brand and your profile on the platform. 
So we did a very light survey, light market research mm-hmm. using Instagram uh, for a part of our community to ask them how they used LinkedIn and also yeah. what, what would really help them in mm-hmm. their careers. So 100% of the people polled <laughs> had a profile on LinkedIn. So that's, that's, that's a good start. Um, yes, win. <laughs> I was quite surprised. 80% of people went on LinkedIn every week, which I thought was higher. I don't know what your, how it compares to your data, but that I thought was really good. 70% of them had updated their profile in the last six months. Bearing in mind that our audience are people yeah. that are really into careers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, that's what I was going to say. These percentages are probably a higher <laughs> representation based on the focus of what you guys yeah. talk about. On a, on everyone's a... passion for squiggly <laughs> careers, yes. We might be biasing it a little bit. Um, but I thought the last bit of um, that I asked people about was that the I asked them why they were using it and I gave people a couple of different options. Um, mm-hmm. you know, are you using it to build your brand? Are you using it to learn? And the vast majority of people said that they were using it to build their network. Mm-hmm. And then when I dug into it with a few people a little bit more, what was quite revealing to me was that we were using it to build their network, so like add people to their network, mm-hmm. but they weren't necessarily clear on how they stayed connected with people yeah. okay. and use LinkedIn to engage them above mm-hmm. building up a number of connections that yeah. you've got. So I thought that was really useful. So two big areas yes. for us to talk about, I think, are how to stand out on LinkedIn and also how you can make um, the most out of it as, as a platform for networking and not just connecting. Mm-hmm. But I would also love to touch on the bit that you talked about, this potential, this potential network maybe yeah. through building your brand. So it's funny that you say that people that responded to your poll specifically responded by saying that they used it to connect with people. Mm. I regularly get asked by people whether or not you should accept connection requests from everybody that sends them to you and the philosophy that we have is that you should accept the connection requests and connect with people that you feel you would be happy reaching out to and speaking to and I suppose that feeds into your question around how you use it to network Mm. as well it's one kind of strand of that what piece should we kick off with? Let's do the first one then. So let's yes. do the standing out on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, most people are updating their profile, mm-hmm. but some of the questions that we were getting were, what does a good profile look like? Uh, particularly someone said, should I use emojis or not? And then there was another specific <laughs> one that someone said about, do I put my job title mm. in my like LinkedIn headline description mm. or do I put like some bringing light to the world <laughs> type, yeah. type of statement? <sighs> The best response to the second piece is that if you want to put your job title, put your job title. If you feel like you are being authentic to yourself and being more creative with how you maybe talk about what you do, then do it. But if it feels awkward and Mm. unnatural to you, then I mean, a lot of people at LinkedIn tend to opt for the slightly more creative um i think mine is something along the lines of helping marketers be most effective in the way that they use linkedin or something like that yeah so i suppose if it feels natural to you then by all means do that people will still be able to find you based on your job title anyway because Mm -hmm. it will hopefully be on your experience list when you input what your current role is Mm -hmm. so people will still be able to find you okay so it doesn't that bit is your choice, whatever feels authentic. Yeah. It doesn't affect kind of people being able to find yes, you. Yes, exactly. This point on like emojis and how much you should get creative with all your yeah. descriptions. So we have got emojis and I would suggest that using emojis in terms of posting updates mm-hmm. or posting content, by all means, if it's an appropriate emoji, maybe not the in more, slightly more inappropriate ones, Yeah, go ahead and use them. But in terms of on your profile... It's important to bear in mind that it's a representation of you and 
people will come to your profile to find out more about you, whether you want that to then be a stupid emoji that the first thing that comes to mind is the poo emoji <laughs> i was avoiding that rachel I was, I, was, I was i was too i couldn't think of any other one to say complete mind blank and all you can see yeah. is a poo emoji yeah, basically brilliant yes. it's a podcast high high note <laughs> sorry <laughs> so maybe no poo emojis no uh, but uh, in that in that description again is there any kind of pointers should because you've already got quite mm. a lot in the experience mm-hmm. so what, what should people be using that white space for That white space is to give a very succinct description of what it is that you do. And then below that, you have the opportunity to write a summary about yourself. And when we talk about the summary, trying to keep that succinct, some people like to write paragraphs and paragraphs about themselves and their interests and their experience. But I suppose being as succinct and to the point as possible Mm -hmm. is really key. And making sure that you're highlighting the key skills that you want to be known for, Mm -hmm. your experience that you feel will help you move up and elevate yourself, and then also what matters most to you and what keeps you motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the kind of key things that you want to focus on in your summary. So keeping it to around a paragraph is what we would suggest. Okay, that's a really good idea. Mm. So keep it to a paragraph, keep it succinct. On our strengths course, sometimes we talk about people, you know, make sure your strengths are everywhere you are. So we we reference your LinkedIn description and say, make sure your strengths are coming through in Mm -hmm. that point. Yeah. Um, One thing that we advise people to do is getting somebody, a friend that you trust, maybe to like audit your LinkedIn profile, to have a look at it, say what they think it says Mm -hmm. about you so that you can get maybe a bit more perspective on it. I actually asked my boss to do it for me Ah. Um, and you have to be open to them giving you honest feedback and if you're open to feedback then I think that you should go ahead and do it. It's a really good way of... She specifically highlighted to me strengths or areas that I hadn't necessarily thought of as well. Yeah, that's Um, really nice. Yeah, so I suppose it's good to have an accurate depiction of how other people perceive you as well and perceive what your strengths are. Okay, so get it down to a paragraph, maybe mm-hmm. get somebody else to have a look at it and critique it and yep. maybe spot some strengths that you might not have put in there. On your profile as well, recommendations. Like how I'm not great with recommendations because yeah. I always feel a bit like, I don't know, I've always been guilty asking people to recommend to me. My business partner's amazing. She's got some fantastic recommendations. Yeah. Are they important and any tricks on getting them? So we sometimes get questions around whether or not it's more important to have a load of skills listed on your profile Mm. or to have recommendations. And what we will always say to people is that it's always best to have a written recommendation coming from someone that you've worked with rather than number of skills that people can just click a button to endorse you for um, and are not necessarily held accountable to recommending you for having those skills. Yeah. If they've given you a recommendation, then it appears if they've provided recommendations on their profile too. Yeah. So if you feel comfortable asking people in your network and people that I've always asked or that I would feel comfortable asking to provide me with a recommendation are people that I have worked quite closely with and have a good relationship with. The way that I also like to think of the recommendations is if you were applying for a job and you were going for an interview, then you'd be asked to give a reference. It's 
kind of like a small version of a ref what a reference would be yeah albeit it might be slightly more favorable because you've specifically asked those people <laughs> to go and provide it to you but i think that's a good comparative way of thinking about it and the only other thing as well that i think i've learned this from sarah as well is um Back to the point about your brand and mm. the the message that you want to tell and the impact that you want people to see from your profile. It, let's say I want to stand for uh, making things happen and helping people to have happier careers. That's my, my thing. Then actually, when I'm asking for references, so I was going to go to my brilliant old manager uh, from Microsoft, Scott, and I was going to say, can I have a reference? And I, what I could do is steer him, not write what he wanted to say, but say, I would really appreciate if you could talk about anything in terms of how I made things happen for the business. Yep. And then you start to get a your recommendations start to reinforce the strengths that hopefully you'll have put in your profile and it exactly. starts to become really consistent. Exactly, yeah. You want to have a level of consistency throughout everything that you're putting on your profile. So if you've identified specific key strengths within your summary mm -hmm. of yourself, you want to make sure that those strengths then shine through not just your recommendations, but then also through the experience that you list mm -hmm. on your profile too. And that, I think, then should help shape the basis of what your profile eventually looks like. You make it work towards those key strengths and those areas that you want to identify. So we've covered everything, I think, for on um, on that kind of profile piece. Maybe apart from the picture, <laughs> we've not touched yeah. on the picture. Yeah. What did LinkedIn say that we should be doing with that picture? So you should have a picture. Okay, step one, have a yes, picture. Yes, have a picture. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how many people don't put pictures up. Yeah. Don't have a picture that is you having a really good time on a night out. Okay, yeah, <laughs> take wine glass out of picture. Got yeah, um, you want it to have a professional representation of yourself. So you want to, and accurate as well. So don't try not to use a photo that's like 10 years old. <laughs> Keep picture relevant and yep. recent. Yep. Yes. And like if you have a headshot yeah. or a photo of you in front of a plain white background, try not to have a really busy photo because it detracts away from you. Mm -hmm. But you are, if you have a photo, I think 21 times more likely to be found on the platform than if you don't have one. Okay. So please do have, have, have a picture. Have photo, yeah. Yes, gonna... have an appropriate picture. Must have photo, must not have poo emoji. This feels like the, <laughs> the, main, the main points that we've got. On, um, on headshots, the first, I was part of a network called the Marketing Academy and I was, I was lucky enough, oh, this would have been ages ago now, years and years, but they did a professional headshot and from that I felt like it made such a difference to how professional my whole profile looked yeah. that I've invested in them since yeah. um, and I and I have kept them largely because I've had a friend and not had a friend and had a friend so I feel like every time I've bought a friend and I've had a new headshot so that yeah. uh, my picture actually looks like me but yeah. I think it's a worthwhile it really investment. is so if you have an ID for work and you've got a photo of yourself on that ID a lot of people use those as well yeah and that's something that's maybe perhaps a little bit more readily available instead of going and having a professional headshot taken. Mm. But if you have the ability to go and have a professional headshot taken, by all means, it does make a difference to how your overall profile appears. And sometimes as well, I would um, have a look on Eventbrite and also look at conference agendas because actually quite a lot of conferences I've been to have the opportunity to get free headshots done in them, particularly mm. if they're around careers or personal development yeah. and there's somebody often there and you won't get a full portfolio of shots, but you might just get one you can use. And my final point is a bit wider than the subject of this podcast, but if you are looking to build your brand online, I think having a good headshot picture that you can use maybe in your LinkedIn profile 
and maybe your Twitter profile. And if you've got a worky kind of Instagram account, whatever it is, the more consistent you can be with that image, I think the better it is for your personal brand if you're going to start building a digital brand. Also, I would also just add, if you're when we're talking about headshots, it doesn't also mean that you have to be in a suit and tie or in business wear. That's good to hear. You can be in your normal attire, how you would normally dress or how you'd normally dress for work. It's the best way of thinking of it is it's an accurate visual representation of yourself. Mm-hmm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So let's go on to this point then about um, LinkedIn is more than just connecting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about networking. But a lot of people seem to me when they're engaging ahead of this podcast, they're like, I'm really good at building connections. I connect with people when I see them, but I don't know how to keep them fresh and active yes so in terms of keeping things fresh and active I suppose a lot of it comes down to timing Mm -hmm. so different people will be relevant to reach out to or to continue conversations with at different times of your career Mm -hmm. and so for example the way that I use it to keep in touch with people that I've worked with Mm -hmm. previously is to just reach out to people and see how they're... Like, how you would normally... Just via the messaging, as you would normally on WhatsApp or a text. Yeah. Just use it in that capacity. But then also posting updates is a good way of continuing the engagement with your existing network and your connections. So if you're posting content about what you're up to or if you've got exciting projects that you're working on or if you want to share your thoughts on something or an article that you've read posting those kind of updates and engaging and starting conversations with your network Mm -hmm. is a great way to continue to engage 
LinkedIn could be like a really, really big part of your brand. Like when what we're talking, and you could probably spend quite a lot of time on it because think about what yeah. we're talking. It's like invest in your profile and then regularly message and regularly post yeah. and do articles. So what I wouldn't want for anyone listening is to think you have to do all of that. I think it has the ability yes. for you to build yes. your brand in that way. Even just the bit that we talked about, yeah. about having a really engaging profile so that it's ready for people to find yeah. you and kind of just be supportive of your, your overall brand is still a good yeah. thing to do. Starting with your profile is the first step. Mm. And then the pieces around creating and writing articles or sharing, I think, comes probably as the next step after that. So, yeah, one step at a one time. One step at a time. So that's what we talked about in terms of connecting then. So I think we could talk quite a lot of different things to move it from connecting to actually networking and keeping yeah. it active. To add to the piece around networking specifically, if people within your network have started a new job, that comes up as a notification yes. on LinkedIn. And if they've got a work anniversary. So congratulating people or asking people about what their new role is is a really good way of uh, continuing to engage with people as well. That's a nice little trick. Yeah. I like that a lot. Another little trick that I use, you know, you can personalise, you'll definitely know this, but maybe some people won't, about personalising your URL. Yeah. Um, this is just for people listening. I think when you create your profile on LinkedIn, it'll give you like a LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash number I think is like how it generically does it when you create yeah, a profile that's right. but if you wanted to say you know LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash Helen Tupper you can go into your profile and then you can actually type out the URL that you want it to say and it just looks a little bit cleaner if you're putting yep. it on your CV or yep. if you're sending it through to people so we recommend that people do personalise their URLs it also makes you easier to find ah, as well okay so ah. I think mine is my name so yeah yeah forward slash Rachel Glynn. Okay, so any other hints and tips that I've got? Personalising your invitation to connect as well. That was one for me. So, yeah, we always recommend that people personalise their invitation requests. Mm. Unless it's someone you know very well and you know that they're going to just accept your connection request. Yeah. If it's someone that you don't perhaps know that well or if it's someone that you've not met before but you want to connect with, explain who you are and why you want to connect with them is definitely very important. I feel like what I'm going to do on the um, when this podcast goes live, head over to amazingif.com and the accompanying post because I'm going to put all this into like 10 tips because we're talking about so many like small little tips and tricks and things. I'll summarise it in the post so it's there for people. The other thing was brand then, so building your brand. And I think we've touched on quite a few things here, haven't we, about um, keeping it consistent, making sure what you want to be known for is across like the skills and the recommendations and the description. If someone's sat here thinking, I really want to invest this year for my career, I really want to build my personal brand, are there any other things that you think is good to do on LinkedIn that could support that for people? Another thing that you can do is join groups. Mm. So if there are groups that are relevant to your industry or to your profession and you want to start engaging in conversations with people that work within your industry or your profession groups can be a good way for doing that yeah they can provide you with the opportunity to also meet and engage with professionals that could help advance you in your career as well so there's that piece around your potential network yeah um, yeah and increasing your network I that's such a good point and I've never said that to people so a lot of people we do a course on networking and people will talk about how I build my network and I've never thought actually one way that you I talk about physical groups that you could join and networks but actually joining LinkedIn network groups yeah. engaging in a conversation might then help you to 
sort of build a new pool of people that yeah. you could yeah engage with. That's a really good yeah. point. But I would add to that to be thoughtful around the groups that you join and don't join lots of groups. Mm. Pick and choose mm. which groups are most relevant to you. I think I've done. I think I've joined ones in the past that probably aren't relevant for me anymore. So I should probably yeah. my my LinkedIn Leave learning them. after this. Yeah, which sounds really harsh, doesn't it? But they're not. They're just not so relevant to me anymore. Yeah. I don't. I don't add any value to them. So I'm. I'm not sure they probably want me in their yeah. group anyway. No, but that's how it is. LinkedIn for you as a member is there to help you and to help you within your profession and to move forward and to be relevant to you at different periods of time throughout your career. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other last things that we think we should that would help people who are going to invest a bit of time in their LinkedIn profile after today? Yeah, there are maybe two other things that I would highlight. LinkedIn is predominantly and increasingly used for people to consume content. Mm-hmm. So if you have content and you want to use that content to help publicize your business and yourself, then please publish and yeah. use it yeah secondly think about how you can be helpful to your network as well so it goes back I suppose to engaging with your network continuously people might reach out to you or you might think something may come to mind of how you could help someone mm. use LinkedIn to help people with their careers or help your network with their careers and then you will hopefully also receive that back I love that point, actually. We So on our networking course, we call networking people helping people. Yeah. And all LinkedIn is an extension for how you can do that. And if people are listening and thinking, well, I don't, I don't know how to help people, it can be as simple as you love reading and so and there are books that you think might be relevant to people about data analysis or stuff that I might read on psychology and you might do a quick book summary as a post yeah. or maybe you're really good you love technology and apps and so you do a post about the five top apps to help your productivity like we've all all got things that we can give mm-hmm. and I think it's much better if you base it on what you're passionate about and what yeah. you've developed some experience and expertise in yeah. I wouldn't judge yourself too much like people some people I talk to are like oh but why would anyone be interested in my top five apps on productivity? But people are. You yes. might you'll know more than somebody and you might be presenting it in a different way than they might have seen before. Yes, I would totally agree with that. People come to the platform to be able to connect with their network, to grow their connections, but also to continue to inform themselves and to grow and to learn. So, yes, embracing that That's is... Connecting, growing, learning, all very, all, yeah. all things that Squiggly Careers and, and Amazing If are all about as well. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. I know that we've gone through loads and I've really yeah. like, grilled Rachel to get all of that out. <laughs> Thank you. I hope I have given you everything that your listeners and that everybody had asked for in the lead up to this in the poll. I hope that everything we've discussed We've definitely answer answered that. all of their questions and given them more as well. And I will I will listen back to this because there's stuff that I, I, I need to kind of absorb. I'll post it all on amazingif.com. And yeah, I'm absolutely sure this will help people to uh, really use LinkedIn in their squiggly careers in a really effective way. So thank you very much for your time today. No problem. It's a pleasure. And that's it for this week's Squiggly Career podcast. We will be back next week with another Squiggly Careers podcast. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.